Factory direct to you from the Reef Donkey Fishing Studios, fueled by Game Day Vodka. This is the Doc and Z Show. We are the Reef Donkey Fishing Studios. Doc and Z spinning with props. Yo, yo. He's back. He is back. I'm back Thursday night. He's back. I'm yeah. glad to be out of Mexico. Let's see. See, senor? See, senor. I didn't get abducted or touched inappropriately, so I'm, I made it. Uh, I think you're full of it. I think you did get touched inappropriately, but maybe for a different show. That's okay. What an exciting week. You're back from seeing uh, San Cabo or Cabo San Lucas, Pacific Coast, Baja, Mexico. The most five-star resorts in the world. The Final Four is here, and it's shocking. Yes, absolutely. What a great lineup. Shocking. Florida Atlantic. San Diego State. San Diego State. So if anybody doesn't know Miami Florida Hurricanes. Atlantic, you basically don't live in Florida. <laughs> yeah, you. that's that, that is you're from Florida man said. So is the Florida Gulf Coast team years back and them and FAU FAU is on the same page here the most well they didn't make it to the final four the other Florida Atlantic is probably the one of the biggest Cinderella's there's been of all time um uh, I be. mean they're a nine seed so that's not like too crazy terrible. yeah but who's ever f- heard of Florida of Atlantic Florida Atlantic outside of Florida sure so I F-A-U. mean we all know it very well but <clears throat> Nope. And um, you got the men. That's all set. UConn, Miami. Then, of course, the women's on the other side, which you have Virginia Tech, LSU, and South Carolina versus Iowa. So, two SEC teams in there. I think South Carolina's going to take it. Yeah. I think so, too. They're, they're ballers. They got some Amazon women in there. But Miami, Klebe, Klebe uh, obviously, every year, Klebe picks Miami. Yep. Right. And no matter what it is, it could be college football, it could be college basketball, it could be freaking water polo. And he picks Miami to win the national championship. So he calls me before the tournament started. He goes, dude, I'm picking Miami. And I'm like, well, of course you are. And he's like, no, dude. He's like, I'm picking Miami this year. They're legit. And I'm like, great. This is the boy who cried wolf 19 different times. Like, I mean, you pick them every year. And he's like, no, dude, I'm telling you. They're legit. Something special. So he picked three brackets, and I was talking about it last week. He did really good in one, but then Duke lost, so he's out. So his last bracket left. It's kind of funny because Miami is the only team he has left in that bracket. He's lost every other game, as probably most people have as well at this point in time. But he's still got them winning the whole thing, dude. Well, I mean, how many other teams have have Miami winning? Other than Miami fans, probably nobody. Right, especially in that bracket. So, yeah. Well, it's going to be exciting. It's in Houston, you know. In Miami. So I was talking in the microphone backwards this whole time. Well, I heard you. I heard <laughs> they definitely do have a spot. I yeah. heard you great, and yeah. that's how I feel too. So you're talking in a backwards now. No, no, no. I'm talking to the mic. Yeah. And we are the Doc and Z Show. We're we're brought to you by Reef Donkey Fishing Gear and ReefDonkeyFishing.com. Doc and Z promo code. And of course, we are always factory direct to you. And props, did you hear the intro last week? I did not. See, I do have to be the first to admit that I did not hear the uh, podcast last week. I didn't even know you did one until Doc had mentioned to me on Tuesday 
that uh, he's like, yeah, Z and I did a podcast. I was like, oh. He said that uh, you gave me a shout out, so I'll have to make sure I go back and listen. Well, we were hoping you would listen to it on Friday, but yeah. you didn't. So I kind of ruined the whole thing, didn't it? I didn't even know you were doing it. Wah, wah. Until next time. So, yeah, Final Four. And then, of course, Cabo San Lucas. Cabo. If you checked out the uh, Facebook page, you saw some of those those dolphin you pulled in. Yeah, we had a great time. Went down, flew in on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Had a great spot there uh, right at the the arches there. Arcos. Is that where you um, We stayed at uh, Villa La Estancia for the first uh, three nights. And uh, great accommodations right there on the beach. Uh, you know, all the village people are out there selling their wares and hats, sombreros. Marijuana. Marijuana, you name it. You could get it all right there on the beach. Uh, the one thing about, you know, staying on the beach versus what we did last time, uh, it just opened up a lot more, um, you know, tiki bar, poolside antics, you know, that go along. Um, Cabo, in a sense, when you're staying in the resorts, is kind of like a mini Key West of sorts. You know, the harbor's there. You see the boats coming in and out. You know, obviously, the Cabo Harbor is kind of uh, in a square, rectangle shape, you know, where all the boats are in the middle, and you kind of walk around the outside. And um, just a lot to see, a lot to do. Um, My kids were there for the first time being in Mexico, um, so it was definitely an eye-opening experience for them seeing the desert because when you transfer from the airport to your resort or hotel, uh, there's really not much outside of the resort areas. No. I mean, it's uh, just, you know, these Joshua trees and stuff like that. Mountain range with just just like those freaking um, whatever bushes, desert bushes that you always see. They're freaking sitting there. It's all sand and yeah. Yeah, and, and, and it's nothing... It's cool you know, from the water, though. It's cool from the oh, ocean. Oh, man, it's really cool from the ocean, but there's just not a whole lot of flora and fauna there outside of the resort areas. Now, when you do get to the resorts, the grass, the cactuses that they have, the plants, the, you know, stuff like that is just impeccable. They're, you know, constantly working on it, constantly grooming it, you know, trying to make it the best it can be. But, uh, you know, Cabo's a beautiful place. Um you know, from the water, I would definitely say from the water, it's viewed best. Um, but the fishing was phenomenal. Again, you know, right there by the arches, we were trying to figure out, you know, with the depth sounder, it's about 90 feet there, just there right off the beach. So um, last time we went, Dr. Dan and I caught a nice mahi uh, right off the beach there. I mean, gosh, yeah. what, it was what? quarter mile from the yeah. beach i mean you can pretty much see the quarter mile half a mile i think we we're in 150 feet but you could swim to shore sure um and then we went offshore 20 25 miles and caught the tunas and that was in october so now you went in march this time yes. which is a totally mm-hmm. different fishery but yeah 76 went, degrees you said they hadn't been catching fish right uh that they're, they're kind of it's kind of a transitional month they're transitioning into tuna and more of their marlin fishery and they're getting their, you know, first pods of, you know, Dorado coming through. And, you know, because it's still in the upper 50s at night and then mid-70s during the day, you know, kind of desert weather. But uh, phenomenal time of year to be there. I mean, it, the, the weather was just perfect. You know, cobalt blue skies during Every the day, day? Every single day. Yeah. I think we only had one day that had a little bit of clouds in it. Yeah. 
but um, just, you know, spring break there with all of the college kids coming from, you know, Southern California down there. I mean, it was just a free for all. I mean, they were, they were in the cities, they were going out at night, they were just having a great time, even though the travel advisories were, you know, warning against being down there and, yeah. you know, being abducted by the cartel. But I was like, shit, if it takes four days to drive the Baja Peninsula, there can't be too many uh, bad guys over there. Yeah. But well, uh, let me ask you a question. The um, uh, the fishing. Yes. So you caught the dolphin the first day. Were they kind of like onesie twosies here and there? Or were they in a school? Like what? It was just like he, you know, being in the keys. Uh, once you found them, you pretty much just use the old trick, keeping one on, start chunking bait. You know, keep. So them, how many did you catch them in one setting? Like of those big ones you caught like uh 10 of them right like pretty within much an hour within an hour and a half's time wow. hour. we were done by 9 30 then oh wow and so uh then that's when we started fishing for some marlin and um so at that point in time you know cabo is is one of those i guess eco-friendly type harbors or whatever the case is so you know when they dropped us off before you know on the left hand side of the dock you know where they take all the fish off and they take your picture and yeah so the harbor master comes out and he starts giving you know our captain a hard time about keeping 10 fish because they were saying by you know code or whatever the case is that it's two mahi per person well there was four of us paying customers that would have made eight. And then both the mate and the captain were licensed fishermen. As always. As always. So anyhow, it was just, I guess, a matter of opinion or a matter of, you know, just being the guy being sticking his chest out or whatever the case is. But, you know, it was just really giving him some hard times because I guess the harbor master and the quote unquote Mexican fishing game are kind of kind of tied to one each other. You know, they one scratches the guy's back and the other one does the other. So, um, but anyhow, nonetheless, all's well that ended well. We went right back out the next day and caught some marlin. So when you went out the next day, was it just all day long and just trolling? You were just targeting yeah. marlin? Not, not as much. Uh, we had, you know, rigged some ballyhoo and things like that, just like <clears> we were going <throat> to try to find some dolphin, but they just weren't to be found. Yeah. You know, that was that was still a transitional bunch month for them. So they were still coming through in kind of like pods and packs or whatever. Caught them all the day before. We we That's the reason you got yelled at by the game. Yeah. And uh, he's like, You got them all. And Stacy's Marlin actually got taken off right at the you know, not too far from the boat where we could see it by a Mako shark. No way. Just got T boned right right when we were almost about to come in and bring it in. You can see the thing sky, you know, with the marlin in the side of its mouth. At least it wasn't a seal. Oh, my gosh. But the sea lions were there and uh, all the, the usual things. You know, my kids were wondering, you know, on day one, you know, is this really going to happen? You, you guys were just like kind of a freak of nature. You guys saw a sea lion. And as soon as you pull in there to the harbor, once you get inside the arches there, that sucker popped right out of the back yeah. just like he did before. There he is. You're like, oh, my gosh. That's cool, man. What a great trip. So, yes, it was a phenomenal trip and uh, great accommodations. And I would definitely recommend, you know, if you, we could pull somehow some way of 
getting the families back over there or whatever the case is, they would have a phenomenal time. Yeah. I'm all about doing a, um, a sponsored trip for the, uh, the members of the show for yeah. sure. Z, Z, show. Z only goes to, um, uh, it's not true. The Yucatan Peninsula. Cancun. Z and only goes is not, doesn't go together in the Z same sense. Z only goes to Cancun. But the, uh, Sierra, uh, the Sierra de Laguna, a mountain range is the mountain range that runs through Cabo San Lucas. Oh, uh-huh. Yep. Um, which you know the highest peak there is six thousand feet, which is pretty good. But like you said, it's all rugged. Oh, it's just dirt. desert. Yeah, it's just so props. This was the question that Z and I asked each other last week. What time did Props's internal clock go off in Cabo San Lucas when you got up? I'm telling you, uh, I felt like I was sleeping in for one because the fact is at five thirty Eastern time is like you know eight thirty. Cabo time. No. 5.30 Eastern time is 2.30 in the morning Cabo time. That is correct. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. So. What time did you get up? Oh, I was up early. I mean, I was. Definitely... Like, what time were you up in Cabo? Probably 4.30. Okay. So it would have been 7.30 here. So, right. yeah, that would have been late for props. Right. So you're doing, what are you doing before the sun comes up? Are you going down to get a cup of coffee somewhere? Well, the, the first couple of days, it was rough because we stayed in the resort and Stace and I in Cabo, it's kind of like a, res- you know, people are on vacation. So nothing opens before like seven in the morning. Yeah. So, I mean, I was searching for a cup of coffee for like hours before I could find one. And then even then, it's just not to be found. Yeah. You know, they have the little markets or whatever that open. And then even on the resorts, most of the uh, restaurants close. Most of the major restaurants close, you know, around six or seven. You know, because they've been open all day. And then there's a few other ones that stay open later at night. But coffee was at a premium, you know, the first couple of days trying to find it. And, you know, you almost wanted to get one the day before and let it sit in the room. So in the morning, you're I'm like, Shit, you, I'll just I would break. be willing to, you know, put some ice in it or do something yeah. just to have have the jolt in the morning. But, uh, you know, it was that was the only challenge that we really faced, you know, because once everything opened up, then it's, you know. Coffee is wonderful, yeah. and you could sit there and drink coffee all day. But by that time, you're like, all right, and I'm ready to eat it's lunch. It's 10.30 in the morning yeah. Eastern time, you know, or whatever the case You're is. like, oh, my gosh, I've been <laughs> waiting four hours for a freaking cup of coffee. Right. And as a coffee drinker, you know, you're yeah. like, dude. You're ready. You're ready. I mean, you can only have so much bottled water and freaking stuff like that. So, Well, you are you are a better man than I, because I would have... I would have got tired of waiting for coffee and went right to the liquor. You'd have been ripping cigarettes, Newports. <laughs> well, you can't get yeah. Newports in, in Baja. You'd have, you'd have smoked a pack. But it, it was a it was a great time, uh, a different experience than we had the first time. Obviously, with you know the fam, but uh, nonetheless, the, the accommodations and the all inclusiveness part make it all the while because you know your kids complain about being hungry. It's kind of like being on the cruise ship. You're like. Go eat. What are you waiting on? Just Parker did a table for one at the, the Gabby restaurant a couple nights in a row. <laughs> Had a hamburguesa and papa fritas. There you and, go. Uh, he was in hog heaven. Are they serving Money. him alcohol at this point? No, no, no. Not serving him would alcohol. They? But they probably would if he just asked for it. But. Yeah. I mean, really, because they were pushing tequila like none other. So tequila. I did drink quite a few tequilas. I had uh, Palomas, which is a grapefruit 
style drink, kind of like a Greyhound, except with uh, tequila. And uh, they had this, um, I don't know if it's a spice or whatnot, it's called tahine. Mm. But they would put uh, tahine on the rim of the glass and then put a Paloma in there. And it was tequila. You love a spiced rim. I, I do. And uh, tequila and um, grapefruit tahine. juice and tahine. Tahine. It was very good. What was Stacy's drink of choice? Paloma. Paloma. Yep. And I had, then I probably had my record, I think, was nine pina coladas in one day. Nice. So nine pina coladas on what kind of rum? Friday. Um, I don't know. Whatever they were slinging. Probably Meyer. Well, yeah, like Meyer's rum or something like that. Okay. That's your normal. Yeah. So they were well mixed. Very good. Very good. The Mexican hospitality is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. They're good people, man. They're really uh, tidy. I mean, when you're when you go in their your room, I mean, your shoes are lined up. I mean, you know, everything is just. I have a video that I'll play. They were doing some Mexican dancing and whatnot. Mexican hat dance. Yeah, and all that stuff is really interesting. Really kind of brings me back to my days in the Three Amigos with uh, Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, when time and out, Steve time Martin. Out, time out. Um, Dan Aykroyd is not a member of the Three Amigos. Okay. Who, who was it it's then? Chevy Steve Chase. Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and... Um, Come on, Martin the Short. Little, the Martin Short. Martin yeah. Short. That's who it was. I'm sorry. Those are real guns. Vamos. <laughs> <laughs> And they whistle. Yeah. Well, we love our neighbors to the south. Just remember to get, your, they gotta get their, Lucas. their pets spayed and neutered. This is the Doc and Z Show coming to you from the Reef Donkey Fishing Studios in Orlando, Florida, where we always spin with props. Yo, yo. Thank you. Brought to you by... Horse Factory Direct to you, fueled by Game Day Vodka. And we are still talking uh, Final Four. So Final four. I want to get back into that. You know, obviously FAU plays San Diego State. San Diego State has a coach that has been around for a long time. He's got quite the record. As much as I want to go for FAU as the Cinderella story, I just have a feeling this guy is going to figure out how to get to the final. San Diego State. I'm picking that guy. San Diego State and UConn? Or are you going to go Miami? No, I'm going to go Klebe with Miami. Nice. I'm pulling for Miami. I mean, any of these Florida teams that are in there, I mean, gosh. Just because I I feel like I would be like everybody else picking UConn, dude. Like, I'm going to go San Diego State, Miami. Well, you so you're talking about the Brian Dutcher effect. This is what you're talking about, the San Diego State's head coach, um, who, by the way, is 150 wins to his 49 losses there at San Diego State. Wow, quite a record. Um, and, yeah, this is the first time they've reached the, the Final Four. And he's been with Minnesota, University of Illinois. Yeah, he coached Flip Saunders and, gosh, who was another guy that was famous in Minnesota? Uh Pete Maravich, maybe? Hmm. You'll have to look that up, Z, and verify that. Are you that. talking about Pistol Pete? Pistol Pete Maravich, yeah. IU? He, I know he coached Flip Saunders, 
but I mean, you're going way freaking back, dude. This guy's been coaching forever. He looks good. He looks good. So what do you think a head coach, um, head basketball coach in that conference or at San Diego State would make? Like a year as a coach there. 400000 Okay. Prop, what say you? I don't know. I'll just be a wild one and say six fifty. Three twenty-five. Hmm. The bonus is four hundred. Yeah, but compared to Nick Saban, I mean, Jesus, that's a far cry from a yeah. shot in the dark. I mean, well, then let's just go right across, right across the bracket there to to the UConn head coach, uh, Coach Hurley. He's um, new though. That he took over for Calhoun. Calhoun was there like what four or five years ago. What do you think he's making? Early, uh, man, seven fifty. Two point seven wow. five million. What a spread! The but, other guy's underpaid. But that's San Diego State and UConn. UConn's a basket. I mean, look, he made it, he made it to the Final Four again. Yeah, but the guy's got one hundred and forty-seven to thirty something. Yeah, record. but I mean, what's his bonus? What's UConn? He's no. a better agent. UConn is a basketball school. It's like Kentucky. It's like Duke. I mean, it's like these UConn's a basketball school. So you're gonna if you're the head coach at UConn, you have expectations to live up to. Now, two point whatever million is quite a bit, but I'm not surprised. The University of Miami's head basketball coach tops out at a hundred and twenty four thousand dollars. Wow. I was going to say he probably doesn't make that much. It's not a very high, highly coveted job, then. No, not at all. I mean, why wouldn't that be in the AAC? I mean, at one hundred twenty-four thousand. I'm sure there's a trash collector in somewhere in the Miami US. Miami just doesn't have the money. Much. I don't think. Come on, they're a private institution. They've got money. They, they do, but that. they skimp. That's why they didn't pay a head coach for a while, dude. I guess. I guess um, FAU, who is not nearly as prominent as University of Miami. I mean that guy's making three times what what the guy at Miami he's making four fifty one. Wow, that's crazy. So it just goes to show you. I mean they had Lane Kiffin at FAU for football yeah. before he went over yep, to Ole Miss. Yep, yep. So they, they put money into their coaches there. I mean, I guess you could say. Yep. I'm a fan. I think it's gonna be a great um it's gonna be a great final four. Who's your pick? Three teams that have not been in it before. UConn obviously has. Dude, I just cannot pick against FAU. I the thirty five and three coming. No, in I, I I just did I'm just because this this coach from San Diego State, but I um, yeah, I'd love it to see FAU win. It, it this Final Four has been so um, inspirational that it, I've watched the movie Hoosiers twice since they started the Final Four or the the NCAA tournament. So I got that going for me. You know what I'm saying? Word. FAU, what's your pick, Z? I'm going to do um, the finals, UConn, FAU, and I'm going to go FAU in double overtime. All right. What's say you, props? I'm going to do FAU and Miami. All right. Miami takes it. Ooh. Klebe. Here comes Klebe. the So you could see Klebe, like, climbing the freaking light poles. Oh, yeah. With champagne. Absolutely. Dumping it on his head. Yep. Klebe, I don't think has ever in his lifetime seen any Miami. Oh no, basketball, uh, ba- uh, LeBron James basketball championship. But outside of that, nothing Miami Hurricane. Nothing no, they were Dolphins. close. The Hurricanes were close. And they had Gino Toretta. He won the Heisman. Well, I'm talking about kick. when Klebe's been alive. Yeah, during Klebe's 
era. Cleve wow. was born in 01. Cleve <laughs> was born in 01. Holy shit. Gosh. So I'm, I'm going back to the 90s. When Cleve was born, the Hurricane football team was on top. But since then, they haven't been. Hey, there's the Limpkin. The Limpkin. I was going to say so she was So funny story about the Limpkin this week. So the Limpkin came out of the woods, okay? Because all we hear is just it's screaming back there all the time. So he was on our little peninsula, and Mark and Alexis were over here. Sage, the dog, was over here. And you know how Sage is trained to hunt birds. So Kendra and I and Mark and Alexis were sitting out back on by the table. And the limpkin comes onto the shore with another limpkin. And you could hear it a few times make a couple little noises. And we knew that was it. Okay. So I looked at Mark and I go, dude, there it is. The bird that you all are like, what is that? He goes, can I let Sage loose on him? And I was like, let's see what, let's see what happens. Sage, Mark was like, stay, stay, stay. And it was just like she was coiling her legs up just as a spring, like ready to go. And like she shot out of a cannon when he goes, go like that. She shot out of a cannon, dude. And you're talking about four little legs that were moving about as fast as your eyes could, you know, register it. And all the way down to the, the thing. And those two birds took off. I mean, right as Sage was like right there. And Sage just stopped on a dime before the water. It was crazy. It was cool to watch, dude. It was pretty cool. Sage is quite the dog, man. Very impressive. And for those who are just listening, because we are in such a warm tropical climate here on the water, um, the limpkin, also known as the caro, uh, the crying bird, it, it lives right outside. Yeah. And you know why it cries like that? It's mating. It's, well, it's eating. It's looking to eat. They call, you know, they're looking for a loud call of food. I mean, that's what they're doing right now. They're searching for food. I think everything would go back into the ground that they're looking for when you cry like that. I'm just yeah, uh, typically that's what primarily at night. But I don't believe Google anyway. I mean, what's going to come out of the ground to be like, hey, come eat me, you know, worms. when you're screaming like that? Worms, uh, snails, um, snail rails, you know, quite a few things. But I didn't realize that this is the most northern part of the range that those looking birds have. It goes from here all the way to Argentina, but this hmm. is the northern, the most northern. So they're Spanish speakers. No wonder we haven't been able to communicate. <laughs> Thank you. That's what, or there could be Portuguese. I did see a pelican on the lake the other day. How oh, did you? Yeah. Very By nice. the way, so we were on the lake on Sunday. Beautiful day. It's been gorgeous weather. It's just we need rain. We're dry. Yes. How, how does the lake go from five feet above my dock to right. now it's two and a half feet, three feet below? From the end. It's crazy. Like, it's drying well, it's, up big time. It's Mother Nature. So, anyways, one extreme to the next. But we were on the lake last weekend. It was beautiful. And Mark came out with the uh, old hydrofoil, little uh, wakeboard slash kneeboard with the hydrofoil coming out of the bottom. And he goes, you want to go on it? And I was like, sure. So this thing has a remote control, like a handheld remote control, hmm. battery in the back, and it controls the propeller on the bottom. And I mean, you can get that thing out of the water like two feet. Like, it's crazy. So it took me a minute. I fell three or four times before I got my balance on it because I'm not a surfer or anything like that. Sure. I had to figure that out. But once I got it going, Kendra had me on camera. Like, I, I got it going. 
But the moment you start speeding up, it starts coming up out of the water, dude. It gets a little hairy. So I got to get used to that. I wasn't I, like I wasn't ready for that yet, so I didn't really do do that. But you know, I rode it around for a little bit. It was a good time, and uh, but I'm gonna keep practicing, and eventually I'm gonna get that bad boy up. Hey, shout out to Mark for um, he letting us borrow the ski boat on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday he's gonna let us borrow the boat. It's about damn time. That's hot. I mean, Doc, you're not only the greatest neighbor in the world, but yeah. Is um, anyway. I'm glad we get to get on the boat. I'm looking forward to getting in my my tube gear and tubing. Yeah, we'll be ready. The weather looks gorgeous again, so the the lake is like perfect right now. It's not too cold. It's not too hot. It's perfect. So, do I need to bring another tube or a hydro slide or anything? I don't think you need to bring another tube. I got that three seater. So, cool. But. So yeah, man. You know, speaking of which, you know, the Pope, the Pope is um in the hospital there, rep- respiratory, respiratory. You know about that? Yeah, no. he's got a pulmonary infection. So, um, so for all the the Catholics out there, I miss Pope John Paul. He was I, I think man. everybody does. He came to the U.S. twice. Cleve wasn't born then either. No, that was in the eighties. Yeah, nineties. He was he was through the nineties, I think. But he was in the U.S. maybe in the because there was Pope John Paul, and then there was Pope. Francis the second or something. He didn't last long. No, he didn't. Who's the guy now? Diego. Is he Polish? <laughs> wow. Is he Polish? He was Polish. Now being a Pole myself, I I often reflect on on the Pope. So Z Polish. What's the name of the Pope? Which Pope are we talking about? The guy that's in, you just talked about, you brought him up. You said he's hurt, he's lung something. Oh. Pulmonary issues. Yeah, you're talking about Pope Benedict? Oh, he's still the Pope? No, oh, the I... guy you were just talking about, you said the Pope. We got a new Pope. I know, I'm just messing with you, man. I'm just messing with you. I'm messing just... with you. Put Pope in. Francis. Pope Francis. Francis. Okay, so Pope Benedict was the one after Pope John Paul, and then now Pope Francis. Okay. Which, just want to point out, Pope Benedict is my favorite. <laughs> yes. I think we know why. Yeah. Because of the eggs. Eggs Benedict. Benedict. That yeah. comes with that. What about this year? So his name should be Pope Bob. <laughs> Bob Benedict. Bob's Benedicts. Here's our shocking stat of the week. Lake Tahoe, California, has received over 800 inches of snow this season. Yeah, that is crazy, man. So the drought's got to be over for a while there. All that, all that snow is going to melt. Well, let's put that in perspective. 120 inches equals 10 feet. Yeah. God, I, I can only, I can only imagine. That's so like nine something feet. Nine they, feet. They've got 90 feet of snow. So yeah. if 120 inches is 10 feet, yeah. they've gotten 80 feet of snow. Right. Yeah. 900 inches. That just sounds great. Hell to deal with, I'm sure. A year of extremes, for sure. Got the highs and the lows. And I'm not even going to get into one of the greatest lows of this this current time, um, which will leave for another, but shocking about them them indicting President Trump out there in New York. Not surprised, man. They'll do whatever they can. They'll do whatever they can to keep him out of the presidency. 
you know, they made him lose the presidency via COVID, and now they've come up with this. And, you know, they're master planners, dude. They're master baiters. Um, Good rebuttal. Bueller. No, it just bothers me quite a bit, especially because of the other stuff that we hear nowadays. I mean, I don't blame Hunter Biden for trying to do what he's got to do to make a buck. Right? I don't. Just do not call the uh, the kettle black. Well, I mean, they got other stuff going on, man, because ever since Trump left, we've kind of lost our grip on the world because now you've got, you know, the war in Ukraine. Now you've got, you know, the invasion of Taiwan, potentially. You've got Russia, China, making China, out. Know, yeah, exactly. Iran, now the African warlords, whatever. It is what it, it's not. It is what it is. I just hopefully just got to go out and vote. That's what you have to do as an American. Well, we got to read the book of Revelations and just know that the, the, the end is there. Hey, trust in my pastor, Don. That's what I do. That's right. I listen to him. He's a good man. He actually introduced me to his son. Oh, got, yeah? Oh, Kirk cousin, to, to huh? meet Kirk. It's a good dude. Dude, like we talked about before. That's not you. You weren't saying that. You're asking what he was doing on the third down and 13 there against Chicago um, when they were traveling north, and you asked why he couldn't hit the open receiver. No? Nothing? No. Negative goes right No, Kirk is a great guy. He's great, and he's lucky to have you, Doc. Well, hopefully. We'll see. I'm trying out for that position. Let's just put it that way. It's Doc's in the combine. Yeah, I am in the combine. I want to be are his gonna, guy. I want you, to be his guy here in Orlando, dude. You're going to crack on. the 40? Hey, you there might do. be some promise there for other things, you know. Let's see. Sends the uh, G5 down to pick you up. You know, we got a, yeah. we got a game in uh, Kansas City against more like Patrick the, Mahomes. More like you know, the, the, it's a big the, deal. More like the um, chicken flight from the Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom movie. <laughs> <laughs> Lao Shea Express. Hey. Trust me, you got to take care of your staff. So yeah. you're on staff. I'm sure you're probably going to be taken care of. Uh, he's getting a lot of grief right now, though, dude. I tell you what, man, it's it's crazy how like, you know, and, and I learned this from Teddy, how much of a business that league is. Like, oh, sure. you know, we all, everybody that doesn't know someone that's played or that plays, you just look at it as this fun league that you make a lot of money in and it's fantasy football and blah, blah, blah. If I lose my job, I still got millions but kind of thing. more yeah. of like the Teddy, uh, when you asked him, Hey, Kendra was like, what's Bill Belichick like, you know, we want to meet him. And he's like, Oh my gosh, I, I haven't talked to him. No, I haven't talked to him in like no. a month. And she's like, why don't you want to talk to him all the time? And he's like, absolutely not. If I have to talk to coach Belichick, then that's a problem. It's like, that means something's wrong well, with my job. Right. Last time I talked to him in his office, he fired me. Yeah, exactly. So like, but the, you know, you're dealing with the, you're dealing with the owners, right? That have to make these decisions that are listening to the media. Okay. So they're like, the media says, oh, you need to get rid of this guy. You need to hire this guy. So then the owners are buying into that. But then the players think something else in a lot of cases, because they all love each other. Right. But yeah. then, then you got all these moves that the agents are aggressive. So you got moves that are being made because they want to make more money, blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's crazy, man, how, how this business of pro sports goes on without anybody really 
having a clue about it. And I'll take it one step further, Doc. Not everybody loves everybody, right? You've got to be a good, solid man, uh, especially to lead a bunch of grown men. Yeah. And there's a reason why they do not say negative things within that team and or about Kirk Cousins is because that's the kind of leader he is. He, you never see him put blame on anybody. Never. Um, he's always taking, you know, he'll take the heat. And he, he says it, nothing but positivity about everything. Right. He doesn't take credit for it. You know, it's a team effort and it's always the, all these guys made a great play and that's humility. And that's why those guys in, in the locker room at Minnesota love him. Yeah. He's a quality guy, man. I mean, he's a true like quality guy that anybody would want to be a teammate with, but yeah, he's getting a lot of flack right now. You know, they're talking about drafting a rookie. They're talking about Lamar Jackson, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, he's got one more year on his, this contract. This is the final year of his contract. So you know, I'm definitely going to a game. I'm watch. I want to see a game this year up in uh, Minnesota. Ditto. Never been at is that Target Field or that, is that no? That's uh, U.S. Bank Field, U.S. Yeah. Bank Stadium. Sorry, Target Field is uh, Twins, Minnesota Twins. Okay. And then Target, um, Target Center is where the Timberwolves play. What about where the University of Minnesota? I don't know what the name of that field is, but. The Gophers have a stadium too. All right, and well, then the barn is where they play their basketball games. The Gopher, the barn, the barn. I was used to like watching uh, the the show Coach. Oh my yeah. gosh, Dauber, Screaming Eagles, Luther, absolutely. Dauber, Luther, <laughs> Coach, Hayden, Hayden. I mean, Coach, Coach Fox's wife was hot, by the way, a very hot coach's wife who did not make the cut last week. I might add, did not. So unfortunately. Chief um, Hagedorn had some rebuttals for my uh, top five. I so know. He wouldn't come on the, the show tonight, though, so we're going to have to talk about that at another time. Is he acting like one of those those uh, little tweeter people that sit behind a computer and just talk trash and never show up? Maybe. Maybe. But he can save lives. He can. That's right. And he can uh, donkey kick doors. Man, we truly appreciate everybody listening in this week. The Doc and Z Show, where we're spinning with props. Yo, yo. Back redirect to you from the Reef Donkey Fishing Studios. Great week. We'll be talking about the championship uh, championship tournament champion next week. Next week. Oh, hey, and by the way, um, next week. What's today? Yeah, next week, next Thursday night. Guess what's going to be on Props' phones uh, streaming onto the TV? First round of the Masters. Masters. This is the Masters. The CBS and- tradition. And Doc here at the 17. He's got a 14-foot putt. A little break left to right. Slant left. Let's see what happens here. But this weekend will be pivotal because the Valero Open winner yeah. will get an invite we'll get to the an Masters. invite to the Masters, yep. So are they flying you from the Valero Open? Is that down in Texas? Yep. Are they flying them from there to Augusta? Or is it on your own dime? Oh, it's on your own dime. On your own dime, but you'll have plenty you of get a, You get a entry to take a tournament. I may pass. I might not do it if I were to win the Valero. I may lose the Valero Open on Ricky Flower Ricky Fowler's not even in the Masters. So he's going to be playing at the Valero Open uh, for a spot. And Live Golf is here, not to just cut off the Masters, because it is one of Live the key. Live Golf is here. In Orlando. Orange County National. Bryce DeChambeau. Phil Mickelson, the lefty. Apparently they're struggling to get ratings, dude. Well, of course they are, man. PGA's got a lock on, on America. They do. They really do. 
Like I have no interest in watching live golf too. I could care less. They wear shorts and stuff. I mean, they, they have like a totally different dress They're drinking. Code and, uh, they, they, you know, John Daly's out there golf drilling parts. Newports and. Well, they're not know. Newports, dude. Those aren't He's Newports. He's hanging with Z. <laughs> so Z, what? do you meet up with him? Are you meeting up with him, John Daly, to give him his Newport supply? No, we just sit out and we hit out in his backyard. We do a long, long drive contest. But is it just me or since Liv started, like the PGA has just gotten better? I've been more entertained by the PGA. I don't know. It's just, it's very competitive. They've definitely right kicked now. it up a notch because, the, you know, competition brings out the best <clears throat> of everybody, yeah. you know? It's been very competitive. More money. The, the match play last week was cool. It yeah. was. It was. And I mean, it was cool to see Scotty Scheffler and Rory play against each other, even though it yeah. was the consolation match. But she's. Well, Rory's not American, he's English. Yeah, but dude, he's a stud right now, and he represents the PGA Tour hardcore. Like he does, he is all about the PGA. Like he has been one that stepped up for since live, and he's really stepped up and said, "Look, screw you guys, this is where it's at, and this is where it's at, and we'll leave it at that for today." Huh? Screw you guys, I'm going home. We are the Doc and Z Show from the Reef Donkey Fishing Studios, Factory Direct to You, spinning with props. Yo yo. Appreciate everybody joining in and listening tonight. Oh, I like that theme song. Is that cool if we end with that? We're here next week. Coach Ted Karras will be joining us. And the rumor is the starting center for the Cincinnati Bengals, Teddy Karras, will be on there. Arian! And then those for our Spanish listeners. Akarima, Takanzi, Props. Out. Till next time. Los vemos. Cinco de Mayo coming up in one month, everybody.